0: This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, we gave you the jobs data number, and it really hasn't been a great week for economic data. Not only the number today, 701,000 jobs lost in the month of March, but you also had the weekly unemployment filings yesterday, which saw a record 6.648 million people file for benefits alone, and that makes it about 10 million Total in the last two weeks. You also had the ADP payrolls report on Wednesday, which showed 27,000 jobs lost in the private sector. But the expectation is that that number didn't take into account very much of the coronavirus outbreak. Joining us to diagnose some of these numbers, Diane Lim, Director of Outreach and Senior Advisor at the Penn Wharton Budget Model. Diane, great to talk to you. Good
1: morning, Dan.
0: So give us your reaction to the numbers today. I don't think for a lot of people it was a surprise. I guess the biggest question is whether or not we were going to see any or or more of the jobs losses factored into this report.
1: I actually think it was a bit of a surprise for many labor economists because I don't think we were expecting very much as much to show up in today's monthly jobs report as did. So I think. Um, you know, it's very telling that the survey data are collected for this report back in the week ending March 13th. And, you know, that seems like an eternity ago in terms of how much has happened in the economy with the shutdown since then. Um, but what we see in today's report is, of course, the, the, the people at the economic front line of the quarantining and the shutdowns of businesses with a lot of people-facing activity um, were workers in the leisure hospitality sector, especially those working for, you know, eating and drinking places. So, the bulk of the job loss, there were 701,000 total jobs lost in the economy last um, month, as of mid-month, but the share in food service and drinking places was, like, You know, 65 percent, more than half. 65 percent was in leisure hospitality, um, you know, a little less than that in restaurant bars. But there were 417,000 jobs that were lost just in eating and drinking places.
0: I guess then, and we had talked about this before, Diane, that while this report was going to have you know whatever level of importance it was going to have, that next month's job report is going to right. uh, play, a, I, I think, a significant factor in truly understanding where we are. And I guess to a degree, while we're waiting for that report, these weekly unemployment filings reports become even more important than they normally are.
1: That's right. They used to be boring reports for economists because they were, were never changing. They were always around 200,000 new initial unemployment claims each week. But, you know, now we're seeing the front edge of, you know, it's a leading indicator. Um, It used to be just the same old indicator, and now it's a leading indicator because it comes in on a more timely basis um, closer to real time. So, you know, we lost 10,000. Well, we had 10,000 more workers file for unemployment benefits in the past two weeks. Like, to provide some context on that, there are... um, the total number of jobs in the food service and drinking places as part of a big part of leisure and hospitality jobs, there are eleven point nine million jobs um, in the entire food service and drinking place establishments right now. So you know, I guess potentially you could think of there were ten million people that filed for unemployment in the past two weeks. They could have come mostly from, you know, the leisure, hospitality, the food service uh, sector, um, and, you know, basically shut down that entire line of work, that entire kind of business. Um, But, you know, unfortunately, I think it's starting to already, you know, we know it's already spreading to other sectors of the economy because major retailers just announced furloughs and layoffs last week. So, you know, we're going to see this spread into other areas of the economy that I think at first, We weren't thinking needed to be shut down, right? We were thinking only really crowded places would need to be shut down. And now we're starting to hear that, no, any place where you interact with people, like even across the the cash register, is too close. So um, I think that we're going to see this spill over into other sectors of the economy, and the weekly claims data are going to start showing up in the monthly report. But not until, of course, our next report is going to be the first week in May. So
0: as you said that, I was thinking to myself, you know, okay, let's even say that, you know, the leisure and hospitality sector at at the end of this, at the high point of this ends up being what, 50 to 60 percent of the people that that file for unemployment claims. Uh, I'm that i guess it's more
1: to, than that probably th-
0: okay so uh, to me when i'm looking at the economy moving forward i actually feel a little bit positive about it. not not in the short term but i'm thinking more right. long term here right now in that a lot right. of those jobs are going to be ones that are going to come back at some point down the road
1: agreed i think the definition of unemployment is changing that we can't think of unemployed right now in the way we used to think of it which was like You know, people out of work but looking for jobs, wanting to work, um, and completely disattached from any employer at the moment. You know, they don't have a relationship with an employer. And I think for most of these workers that have been laid off already, especially in these, um, you know, uh, leisure hospitality businesses, uh, most of those workers aren't, you know, trying to get another job. Most of them are trying to stay connected with their current employer, um, and most of their employers are telling them, I only know this because of my bakery former worker, my daughter who formerly worked at a Brooklyn bakery, you know, the the boss is telling them, you know, um, I want to bring you back as soon as we can open back up. And so I think that's true with a lot of these um, workers that are officially laid off. Um, and officially filing for unemployment benefits is they're not going to be hopefully long-term unemployed because they're going to maintain that relationship with their uh, previous employer. And they think of them as their current employer still, right? So um, I think there is a sort of, um, um, I think the, the, the positive thing to think about is that while this is a very sudden and dramatic uh, drop in jobs and employment, um, I think that it could very quickly improve as soon as the health risk is, is, as soon as we get past the the necessity of staying at home.
0: Well, I, I guess then, uh, Diane, it's going to put even, even more importance on getting these loans ready to go for small businesses, because right. the the idea is that these loans are going to be geared for keeping employees on the payrolls and and paying for rent and paying for electricity. And if you can get a lot of those components put together, then a place like a bakery where your daughter worked at, that's a type of business that could reopen. Obviously, you have to manage the numbers of people that come in per time, but it it actually could be a way to be able to try and get some of these businesses back up and running.
1: Right. Well, you want the combination of the business loans and unemployment, more generous unemployment benefits to keep people, um, you know, sitting tight. You don't want people to destroy their, um, to take down, to dismantle their businesses, you know, to to literally start, you know, moving out of the the bakery space that they occupy. You don't want them to completely close shop and close up for good. You don't want workers to um, give up. Um, their attachment to the workforce, um, and hopefully their own employers, Uh, you want them to kind of be um, able to maintain a minimal level of consumption, the necessity level of consumption, to be able to continue to pay their rent, uh, to pay for their food and their health care, and not get desperate, you know, such that they have to go out and find a new job that might not be the best thing for them to do in terms of the longer term once we're past
0: the, the quarantine period. Diane, final question for you. I, I, I saw a report earlier today, and I don't know if you saw it by an, a Wall Street analyst uh, that said that next week with the unemployment filings, it could be even higher than the 6.6 million we saw last week. Uh, that person estimated 8 million. A- and I, I guess wow. when you hear something like that, could it possibly yeah. be that we see that? I
1: have no Yeah. I have no idea what to expect. I mean, I do think we're kind of bumping up. Like if you, if you take the numbers that I provided earlier, the, you know, there's like 12 million workers total in food services and drinking places. Right. Um, we've already had 10, over 10 million additional unemployment claims in the past month. So like how many more people are there out there that actually lost their jobs? Um, You know, I think we're going to add retail sales to that, right? Yeah. But you start to run out of people that pr- literally have lost their jobs because of the quarantine. And so I'm just hopeful that there is a natural limit to the job loss um, because we are we sort of hit the the most obvious sectors first, the, the businesses that had to shut down, right, yeah. Yeah. Um, immediately because they did serve crowds of people. Um, you know, hopefully – there is a natural breaking, you know, stopping point because most of us, a lot, well, most people like us that do work that's, you know, sitting at our computer, we can do that anywhere, um, and so it's a lot easier for many of us in um, kind of, you know, office type jobs sure. to continue work as usual. And and hopefully, I, I have no idea. It could be worse next week. Yeah. I actually have no idea, but I'm hoping that it's not much worse um, and that we are going to slow down kind of like we're trying to slow down uh, the spread of the virus. We're trying to slow down the the economic bleeding as well.
0: Diane, thanks very much for your time. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. Diane Lim, Director of Outreach and Senior Advisor at the Penn Wharton Budget Model.